the release candidate for Rails 3 is now out. So it's a great time to try out Rails 3 and see what problems you run into. In fact, in this episode, I'm going to show you how to upgrade a Rails 2 application to Rails 3. The application I'll be upgrading in this episode is this site, railscast.com. Oh, and by the way, there are a number of Rails 3 episodes already that I've created, so just check out the Rails 3 tag, and uh, you'll find there's currently 18 episodes. And I'll refer back to these episodes as we're upgrading this application. Now, even if you're not ready to use Rails 3 in production yet, I still recommend that you try upgrading your Rails 2 applications just to see what problems you might run into. And if you're working with Git, it's really easy just to create a separate branch and do some experimenting. It doesn't hurt. So in this case, um, since we're in a Git repository here in the Railscast application, uh, let's just create a separate branch. We'll do a Git checkout, and we'll call the branch Rails 3. Now before we upgrade to Rails 3, I highly recommend you first upgrade to the, the latest version of Rails 2, which is currently 2.3.8. I also recommend you install the latest versions of all the gems that you're using, so that way you ensure that there's no compatibility problems with those latest versions. After you do that, make sure everything is still working and fully test your application. An automated test suite really helps here uh, in any kind of upgrade process, just to make sure your application hasn't broken in the upgrade. Also, watch out for de deprecation notices when you're testing. And we're all green here, so we're good to upgrade to Rails 3. Now for this update, I want to make sure I'm using the latest version of everything and have kind of a clean slate to go off of. So I'm first going to update RVM to the latest version. Just run RVM update to get that. And uh, I covered RVM more back in episode number 200. And then run RVM reload to make sure you're using that new version. Next, I want to install the latest version of Ruby 192. So I'll just do RVM install 192 and it's going to install the second release candidate. And once that is installed, you can run rvm192 to switch to that new version. We can check it with ruby-v. And finally, we can install the latest version of Rails 3 with the double dash pre option. And notice there's no sudo for the gem install because we're using rvm here. And there we go. Now that we have the release candidate of Rails 3 installed in a clean environment, we can work on upgrading our application. Fortunately, there's an official plugin out there for doing just this. It's written by Jeremy McAnelly and called Rails Upgrade. So to install this, we'll grab the git URL. Now in order to get rake and script commands to work in this application, I first need to go back to my Rails 2 environment. So I'm just going to run rvm system because it's my system environment where that is. And now I can run script plugin install and then that URL to install the Rails Upgrade plugin. And you can see this prints out some nice documentation which you can read. And one of the key commands here is rake rails upgrade check. And that will uh, print out just basically an idea of what you have left to upgrade inside your application. It's a lot at first, but we'll whittle this down. Now before you actually do the upgrade, it's first recommended that you run rake rails upgrade um, backup. So that way it'll back up some key files that are most likely to change in the upgrade. And now we can actually start the upgrade by generating a new Rails 3 application in the same directory. In order to do that, we first need to switch back to our Rails Ruby 192 environment. So we can do that with RVM 192. And then we have our Rails version uh, 3 release candidate. So now we can generate a new Rails 3 application by calling Rails new and then dot, which will mean the current directory. And since I'm using MySQL in this application, I'm going to say MySQL for our database. 
And then it will ask us a lot of files that, do you want to replace this file? Um, our readme file, we don't want to replace it, so I'm just going to say no for that. Our rake file, um, well, if you're ever not sure, you can always hit D and see a, an example of what has changed in that replacement. And really nothing specific to our application is in this rake file. If there was any, then I'd move it into the tasks, the libtasks directory. But since there isn't, we can just replace this. Our git ignore, um, I'll just replace that because there was a backup of that, and I'm going to go through all of our backups later. Same goes for our application controller. We have a backup of that along with our application helper and our layout file. Um, I don't remember if there's a backup of that, but I don't want to replace that, so I'm going to say no on our layout file. Um, our routes file, we did back that up, so I'll say yes for that. Um, same with our environment file and all the environment config files, development, test, and production. And inflections, I don't know if there's a backup for that, but I haven't customized it, so I'll just say yes. And um, our boot.rb, uh, I haven't done anything application specific in that, so I'll just override it. And our database YAML, uh, that does have a backup, so we'll replace that. Our log, um, sure, we'll replace our log files, along with all of our error message HTMLs and our fav icon. And okay, the application.js file, you don't want to replace this because the one you're overwriting is just blank. You probably have some specific application code in here, and you don't have a backup of that as far as what was backed up in the plugin. So um, just don't replace that. And um, the other JS files, you probably can. And there we go. Now our application has been upgraded to Rails 3. But we still have to go through the files that were backed up and pull over the code that's specific to our application. So this is just a matter of opening up each .rails2 backup file and the Rails3 counterpart and just copying over the necessary code. So in this case, in the routes file, um, really the routes have been changed a lot, but I believe the old syntax is still um, applicable. It's just uh, been deprecated. So for now, let's just try copying over the old syntax and see if it works. Now let's take a look at another file, the environment config file. Now this will be a little bit more work because the configuration has changed quite a bit in Rails 3. So this is the Rails 2 backup, and the Rails 3 environment file is very short because really the configuration options don't go in here anymore. Instead they go in the application.rb file inside the config directory. So if we open up that application config file, it looks a little bit more familiar. Okay, back in our Rails 2 environment file, we can just scroll down and copy over some of these options into our application file and just paste them in here. However, some of the options, such as the session configuration here, goes in a different location. That's in an initializer file. So if we take a look at the session store file inside the config initializers directory, you can see that's where the session configuration is. And um, I'm actually just going to leave this as is, uh, but we may want to change this later on, but it's not necessary to get the application up and running right now. Okay, so back inside our Rails 2 environment file, we can scroll down here and see that next we have our gems, and we just copy these into our gem file. So you can find your gem file in the application's root directory, and I covered this more in episode number 201, so you might want to check that out. Anyway, I'll just paste these configurations options in here, and the syntax has changed a little bit from the environment config. If we have any versions to specify, it's just a second argument here in the argument list. And instead of the lib option, it's actually just called require. So we'll just need to change these. 
and then we're good to go. I'll leave it up to you to handle the rest of those Rails 2 backup files, but it should be fairly straightforward to copy over the necessary code. Anyway, once you do that, you can just run bundle install in your app to install the necessary gems and see if it works. And there we go. Now with those gems installed, let's see if it'll let us start our server with Rails S. And nope, no luck. If we take a look at the error message here, it says undefined method returning, and we'll paginate module. So we'll paginate as a gem, and it's trying to access the returning method, which was available in Rails 2, but in the latest release candidate of Rails 3, it's not. So um, fortunately, it is an easy fix by just hacking um, this method together instead of our application, but it would be nice if the author of the gem itself uh, fix this issue. So I encourage you, if you ever find these kind of issues with the gems in Rails 3, um, contact the author and, and uh, get it fixed from the source. But in the meantime, to get this working right now, we can go to our application config file and add a bit of code that looks something like this. And this is just redefining that returning method so we don't get that error. And with that redefined, let's try running the server again and see if that works. And nope, we get another error message, and this one's a little bit different um, this one is complaining no subclasses of, and it looks like it's inside this Thinking Sphinx um, gem. So again here, the plugins and gems really will be the pain point of your Rails 3 upgrade, so better to try it out now and find out what is breaking and then report that back to the author. However, doing a little bit of investigating on the Thinking Sphinx gem, there's actually a new version out that is currently in release candidate, which is supposed to work with Rails 3, so let's give it a try. By the way, rubygems.org is a great place to go to see which versions of a gem is available. And as you can see, Thinking Sphinx does have a 2.0 release candidate, which is available, but it is a pre-release, so that wasn't what was installed here. If you ever want pre-releases to be installed in your gem file, you'll just have to specify the version there. Uh, so we'll just paste that in here, and we'll just say anything after this uh, pre-release. And then run bundle install to get that new version. All right, now with Thinking Sphinx 2 installed, let's try running our server again and see if we start it up this time. And well, nope, we do get an error message. Let's see here. Um, our server did try to start, but now it's now complaining about undefined method or local variable map inside of our routes file. So let's check it out. Okay, so inside of our routes file, you can see we are still using our old routes, which use that map variable, but we are not passing that into our block here. And uh, that's because it's not necessary to do that in Rails 3, the new routing um, syntax. But here we actually still can do our old routing syntax by just passing in that map object like this. Well, let's try this again and boot up our Rails 3 application, see if it works. So far, so good. We have our server started and no error messages so far. So we can try this out in the browser, going to localhost port 3000, and here we get our classic uh, Rails um, index page because that was regenerated in our Rails 3 app, so we'll need to remove this, but we can check this out and make sure that our environment is set up correctly. It looks correct. Uh, let's try going to a page like the episodes index page, and that is looking correct too. So, um, so far, so good. Well, even though we've got our application booted successfully in Rails 3, there's still a lot we need to fix. As you can see, when we run Rake Rails Upgrade Check, there's a lot listed here to do. And there's even more. I want to get our specs passing with our spec and get that all set up. So uh, we're going to tackle that in the next episode.